0: Welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of BuildingBoys.net and Janet Allison of BoysAlive.com. The tween years hit a lot of parents by surprise. Just when things seem like they're finally going smoothly and our kids are pretty capable human beings and we've sort of figured out who they are and how to deal with them, they change again. And out of seemingly nowhere, eye rolling begins, lying begins, little bits of disrespect. You've got this kid who one day is acting like they're 19 years old and the next day they're acting like they're four years old. And it can be crazy making.
1: Uh, Janet, what have you heard? Just that and all of that. I think we get fooled because they kind of look like a little adults. And we think, oh, their brains must be functioning like (laughs) adults. And sometimes they even say things that sound rather adult like. And then like you said, you know, then they're back to being their helpless four-year-old selves. And we are completely confused and we are in this pendulum swing with them of their moods and their, their whims. And it is a crazy making time.
0: One of the most popular articles I ever wrote, and we will have a link, was about tween boys. And it seems to have struck such a chord with people exactly for these reasons, because most of us don't really expect this is coming. You know, you hear about the terrible twos and you may have even heard about the terrible threes, which in my experience were worse than the twos. And you hear people talk about the teenage years, but I was not prepared for this tween stage at all. And what I realized finally, once my oldest finally got through the tween years and his teen years and kind of like turned into a pretty nice human being is that a lot of this, it is just a stage. And for me, realizing that was very, very helpful because I had spent so much effort and energy and I had so much stress and tears because I was trying to figure out how to fix this right. and what I was doing wrong and what he was doing wrong. And a lot of this, it, it doesn't need to be fixed. You have to find ways to live through this. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But if you can take some of that drama, some of that there's something wrong here away,
1: it gets a little bit easier and, and tolerable and sometimes even pleasant. Yeah. And you know, that reassurance goes both ways, Jen. Reassuring parents that this is totally normal and it will not be like this forever and ever the rest of your life. Kids also actually need that reassurance too, mm-hmm. and the acknowledgement that this is a crazy time. Your body's changing, your brain is changing, your friendships are changing, everything is changing, and it will not always be that way. Your emotions will not always be this extreme roller coaster ride. And so, together, we're going to you know, we're going to work together and we're all going to survive and enjoy somewhat this stage that that you're going through. And it's perfectly normal.
0: And at the same time, I think it's so important to say, and you are not going to enjoy parts of it. True. You know, sometimes people want to put this rosy picture on things and that's great. There are great things about tweens and teens, but it is not all fun and you are going to hit your hard patches. And I think that if we are honest with each other about that, we can all go a lot further.
1: Yeah. So tell us, you've been through it a few times. <laughs> what are some of the rough patches, Jen? What, what do we need to be on the lookout for? You
0: know, it's, it's funny because one of the things I did preparing to talk about this today was I went back and I looked, you know, like, what is that actual definition of tween And the truth is there is no good definition of tween. I've seen everything from like between ages eight to twelve, nine to twelve, ten to twelve. For boys, I'm I'm putting it at like 10 to 14. It's basically the stage in life when puberty is starting to kick in. And if we think about that and what that means for our boys. A lot of these things that we see and experience make sense, right? So when puberty starts, the testosterone levels increase. Well, that leads to increased risk-taking. That leads to the stink that we have talked about previously on our hygiene episode. They start growing or not. You know, it's during this phase when you've got some boys who still look like they're Eight years old, and others who look like they're pushing 18. I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And then you imagine what that's like for a boy living through that, right? Absolutely. Like their voices may be changing or not. You've got these whole wide changes in development, like you said, the brain is changing. So, as a mom, the way I've experienced this a lot is that um, you don't know which version of your kid you're going to get day to day or minute to minute. Sometimes your son may seem really mature and like, wow, I can have an actual conversation with him about current events, about politics, about music, about something he's interested in. And the next minute there is a meltdown over something that didn't even seem like a big deal. Like maybe he can't find his
1: backpack. hmm Yeah, this is and there's a duffel bag sitting next to it, but he can't find his backpack. Right. This is that mismatch that is so crazy making. And Mm -hmm. Dr. Dan Siegel in his book Brainstorm talks about this 10-year gap between experiencing the emotions and having the ability to control them. (laughs) Well, that explains a lot. Wow. So that's all, you know, it's all how our brain is growing and changing and it's extreme during this time period. There's pruning happening and growth, and it's as we've said before, it's crazy-making. There's the emotional intensity and the whole uh, change in peer relationships mm-hmm. and drawing away from you as the family, and suddenly their ki- their friends know more than you do, and and, and you're really- stupid.
0: You may be stupid for the first time in their life yeah. which as a parent especially if it's your
1: first time through hits really hard yes and it's really important to as we always say you know take care of yourself but to kind of realize that this is happening and that you may be getting triggered by things that your teen tween is doing but also you're kind of maybe reliving some of your difficulty when you were a tween. You may see their exploding social calendar and you may be feeling like, well, wait a minute, what about me? I don't have any friends. I don't have any time to socialize. And so this tension kind of develops between you and your tween teen that's, that's coming up and you're feeling like, wait, I just gave you everything I had as a mom, yep. as a dad. And now you're off playing with your friends and I'm home, you know, watching Netflix one more Friday night. So, While well, folding your freaking socks. Yeah. Well, hopefully not, but maybe so. But you know what
0: I mean? It's yeah. like you get stuck with the mess that they leave at home on their way out the door to go do the cool thing that you're not doing
1: exactly exactly and you know watching their their sense of newness and engagement in the world and maybe some activism is developing and they just have this zest for life that maybe we're not feeling so much and so i encourage parents to Notice that, recognize it and go, oh, maybe I could have some of that juice too. Maybe that Mm -hmm. can serve to kind of re-enliven me and encourage me to make some social plans or to get re-motivated and re-engaged in something that I was passionate about. Or to try something new.
0: Like that's something that tweens are particularly good at. A lot of times during the tween years, they will develop new interest. They may drop a longstanding interest and go in a completely different direction, especially if that's what their friends are doing. Often as parents, you know, we may have fallen into a rut. We may have let a lot of things that we were interested in slide, or we sort of think we're done, right? We think we know all there is to know about us and we know what we're interested in. We're not done. Yeah. Always try something else. And the beauty is once your kids start hitting this tween teen stage, you do have more time. Now, they definitely still take up time. You know, your kids need you as much when they are tweens as they did earlier in life. It looks different though. You know, when you have a newborn that is constant, literally hands, body on nearly 24 hours a day. When they are toddlers, you are shadowing them, trying to keep them safe and from you know hurting themselves or others all the time. When they're tweens, they can do a lot more for themselves. And I find that a lot of my parenting kind of looks like parallel play when the kids were little, right? So it's more being in the same space at the same time and being available that they know I'm there but there's not necessarily like a direct thing
1: that I need to be doing for them at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's key. It's just kind of being there. Somebody somewhere along the line had said, this is this phase of being like a potted plant. Yep. And you're just, did you say that? I'm not sure who said it. No, I think we talked about it. We saw an article somewhere, which I should look for because it's a good one. It's a good one. So you're there, you're available. and. And this will hold you clear till they leave for college. Just know Mm -hmm. that you're around. I I know in your article, you talked about being the house that has the full refrigerator and that the kids want to come to. And that has its challenges because you're going to have a lot of noise and a lot of mess. But you want to have your home be the place where the kids want to hang out. Is this where I mentioned the garage challenge? Hey, Garage Challenge. (laughs) I cannot wait till the Garage Challenge unfolds, Jen. So as our regular listeners know, my youngest son, Sam,
0: is 12, which is putting him right in this tween stage. And he loves, loves, loves working out in the garage. He's got his lawnmowers out there. He's got his tools. He's got his workbench. And all summer long, he spends most of his time out there. And he can be out there until late in the evening. Well, um, you know, it gets dark early now. I live in the Midwest. Uh, we've gone back to standard time and it can be dark by 4 p.m. Well, the problem is there's not been good lighting in that garage ever. And this weekend, my husband installed overhead garage lights. I came home from the grocery store Saturday night. The lights were not wired and, and together when I left for the store. When I got home, Sam is on a ladder, the lights are on, and he is just staring at them in wonder. <laughs> and he has been in the garage a lot since then, and so he texted me from school during lunch the other day and asked if he could have a 24-hour garage challenge. This brought up a lot of questions for me. What's a 24-hour garage challenge? What do you plan on doing? All of these questions. But you know, kids these days, they hang out a lot online. Challenges are huge on YouTube and Instagram and all those places. And there's always challenges. Well, Sam got the idea that it would be fun to see if he could spend a full 24 hours in the garage. And then he thought that would be more fun with friends. So he has invited like four or five boys over to participate in the garage challenge. They plan to sleep in the garage um, one plans to bring a heater. I said, what do you plan on doing about food? We got that. They're planning their food. They're going to have, they're going to have a cooler. They're going to have drinks. I asked about the bathroom because the garage doesn't have a bathroom. He's like, mom, the garage steps count as the bathroom, as the, as the garage, the garage steps are next to a flower bed on the side of the garage. Yeah. Well, there you go. So this may be what welcoming their friends looks like. It may be. And I am well aware this whole thing could fall apart and I could end up with all of these boys in my house. And that's okay. And you know what? If they pee in the flower bed in the back of my house, which is surrounded by hedges and nobody can see from the street, I don't care. This is going to be one of those experiences in his life that he remembers And for me to welcome his friends is building those, that relationship with him and it's creating trust. And now that this is my fourth go round through the tween years, you got to seize those opportunities every chance you get it, because there will be a lot of times that your kids are just pushing you away and you can't get in even if you try. So when you get that, that slight
1: opening, take it if you can definitely i'm already picturing you uh, delivering a hot pancake breakfast
0: not happening i did oh. decide I t- i'm thinking ahead and i'm like we're going to go to the grocery store tonight because like i'll buy them food for in the garage i think we're going to get pop tarts they can have pop tarts in the morning
1: they'll love it their parents might not but the kids will love it i think this really calls up just a reminder to about being playful with them still just Humor. be curious with them and have fun with them and relax. Everything's going to be okay. As you said, this is going to be go down in the memory books for Sam and his friends, and it may become an annual event. Who oh, knows? gosh. But, <laughs> but it's like having freedom in a container, and that's right. what they're seeking right now. Right. And you know what's funny? I looked down at my notes while you were talking.
0: um, We touched on another one of my tips for parenting tween boys. Stock up on food. The food they want is not always the food that you want to give them. So you have to work together and you have to figure out what works for your house, your family, and your kid. In my opinion, this is not the time to be the food police and to try and control what your kid eats or how he eats. This may also be the time when your child decides to embark on a different route in terms of diet or health. Your previous meat eater may say that they're vegan. Let them have a go at it. Talk to them. Listen. Figure out why. Figure out if you can find some recipes together. Do what you can to support where they're going even as you may be learning that where they're going can change
1: week to week. Along with their moods, their opinions about things are going to be swinging as well. And if you look at it as they are trying on different ways of being in the world, trying on, you know, do I believe in this or do I believe in that? And know that you are holding the steady home base that's not changing, serve as the reminder of your values and what's important, but yet he needs to be able to express and explore those other opinions or other directions or other food choices, knowing that he has your support. That's a really good reminder
0: for me, because sometimes I get the impression that my boys are just responding or reacting in certain ways to, we might be talking about current events or just talking about something. And it's almost like they pick a position that is outrageous just to see how mom is going to react. Like, I'm not fully sure they believe what they're saying they believe, and it could be exactly what you're saying. They are trying these on. They are seeing, will mom respond consistently every single time? And in the end, they may not adopt all of my beliefs and values, and that, that's okay. But mm-hmm. it's that's the process of how they
1: figure it out. I wanna to touch on a more serious topic here, Jen, and that is mental health, team, yeah. and mental health. We know through various studies that the peak onset of mental health disorders is age 14 mm-hmm. and this comes from Dr. John Medina he's the author of Brain Rules and has done he's a neurobiologist or something like that recognizing that this is the age that mental health disorders set in and you can imagine you know they're full of moving parts right now everything is changing hormones and brain development and so really paying attention to If something seems a little bit out of order, check it out. Don't delay. Just be proactive and know that this is a serious time and a a much changing time in a child's life. We also know from the National Institute of Mental Health and through our friend, Catherine Reynolds Lewis, that one in two children will develop a mood disorder, behavior disorder, or substance addiction before age 18. We have to talk about it. We have to be aware. Is your son depressed? Is there anxiety? What's the stress level in his life? And how can we ease some of that stress? Social media is a stressor. The pressure around girls who are typically a little more developmentally farther along at this age. And it's such a dramatic difference. Many boys may just be feeling like, yeah, what's the big deal? Mm -hmm. And other boys are getting interested in sex and having attraction to others, male or female, just being so open and able to have these conversations. And if you can't, we know people who can help you. Amy Lang, Joe Langford, we have some great resources for you on how to keep those conversations open around difficult topics, mental health, sexual health, all of those things. But your boys are curious and boy, they have access to the internet and they will be doing their research. You can bet on it.
0: So I'm really glad that you brought up that topic of mental health. One of the things that I came across talking about the psychological changes that are just part of the, the tween years is when kids are little, they're very much in the moment and whatever's in the moment is all there is. One of the um, brain changes going on is as they enter their tween years, they can become aware that there's, a, there's an ahead, there's a future, and that other people have thoughts And that's great developmental capacity, but it means that for the first time, you can really, really effectively start to worry about things. What's going to happen? What are other people thinking about me? As a parent, it can be incredibly hard to try and find and see that line between, you know, is this normal development or is this a sign of a problem? And it's not always so clear cut. Your kid is probably not going to come downstairs with a you know, sign pinned to his chest that says, I'm depressed. I wish it was that simple. A lot of it is relying on your gut instincts, talking to other parents, which can be helpful. Every kid is different, certainly, but if your kid seems to kind of be standing out in some way, well, that might be a problem. And then like you said, seeking out and getting help. And that can be very difficult to do. It's a process. As long as you are continuing to love your kid and work at it and struggle through, please know that you are doing the right thing. You are doing your best. Don't ever beat yourself up for what you should have known, what you didn't know, if if only you are doing it. And a link that I'm going to make sure to share in the show notes is um, a book a friend of mine wrote called Parenting Through the Storm which is about parenting kids that have mental health issues or or learning, learning challenges and the importance of taking care of yourself as you work through that as well. And that you still can be a strong and healthy family, even as you're working through
1: it. One more thing I want to highlight here is that during this age, often the doing is so important. He measures himself by what he can do. This might be a time where he starts to, you know, lift weights or he's gets interested in power, power bikes, power cars, you know, he power wants power tools, Power tools. He wants that power and doing is kind of key for him. It's involves risk-taking. You know, we had the interview with Max's mom who <laughs> into G-tramping and, We'll include a link to that episode. It can be a very physical time and a a time when he's really stretching himself physically and taking more risks. Again, it's letting him explore, keeping the conversation open around that exploration. Boys are really grappling
0: with the question of what does it mean to be a man at this stage too? And as they're looking for these answers, as they're exploring the capability of their bodies and their brains, they're also getting all of these messages from society about what a real man looks like and how he acts and what he does. So keep that in the back of your mind. This is a constant source of pressure for your son. And it's something that's going to take repeated discussions because it's changing. Our expectations for boys and men are changing, I think, for the better. But there's still a lot of messaging out there that's telling our boys that a true man is strong, doesn't talk about his feelings, and has a lot of sex. And so as your boy goes through, those are messages he's processing, and he's going to need help from you to put all of that
1: in context. And help from the men in his life, because there is a place where Us as women, as moms, we do need to step away and make sure, and this is especially to those listening that have younger boys, you've got to make sure that there's relationships developed between him and other men. And it might be the dad, but it might be uncle, it might be neighbor, teacher, coach, but really fostering those relationships from early on because at some point during these next years, everything you say falls on deaf ears. (laughs) You're, as you said, you know, suddenly you're stupid. Sorry, but then that will pass. But that's how it is right now. So so you have to make sure that you've created the strong support system for him so that he does have someone else that he can go to and ask the hard questions and get some get some of the wise advice that our elders can provide and i want to also put in here too that the swing again it may look like sometimes your boy is making great decisions and oh yeah he's so smart and this is great and i want to be really clear with you that when There are more adults than peers in the room, say, when this decision-making is happening. Mature decisions take the day. But when there are more peers than adults in the situation, mature decision-making just kind of goes out the window, especially regarding risk-taking behaviors. So, no, and it, I think it's really important to talk to your son about this, know that hey i i you know I recognize, and this is a great conversation from men, you know, I remember when I was fourteen, and we did x y z and and it was easy when I was with my buddies i It was easier to take a risk, it was easier to push myself physically, take chances that I wouldn't have taken if I hadn't have been with my friend, helping your boys be aware that that it's totally normal and natural. And you need to realize this is a thing. You know,
0: now that we've had this conversation and tried to cover, you know, parenting between years in like half an hour, I'm realizing all over again, this is hard stuff. There is a lot to keep in mind, and everything is important. I mean, we're talking about risk and safety and sexuality and mental health. This is big, big, big stuff. So parents, I'm going to share with you three tips to get through this. Number one, embrace the fun whenever you can. Keep that sense of humor. Embrace the fun. Soak it up. Put it in your memory banks. There's going to be a day when you need to reflect back on that moment to um, keep from strangling your child. Number two, talk honestly to other parents of tweens. When you realize you are not the only one going through this, you not only feel better, they feel better. And together you can do some problem solving and trading of this is what works for me. Hey, have you thought about? Number three, it is absolutely okay and imperative to take time for yourself. Yes, all of these things are important. Sometimes you just need to go up to your room, close the door, and ignore whatever they're doing downstairs. You need to be strong and steady and as balanced as you can be to get through your son's tween years. Thanks for joining us. You can find the show notes for this episode at onboyspodcast.com. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, please share this podcast with your friends, and even your community groups and schools will benefit from knowing about this resource.